turn me up with the headphones, yo. Yo, 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 ha ha, yeah. You have now entered Squared Circle 101. And we are here to discuss the sweet science. You got your man Sonny Ill in here, Mr. Pinky Ring shining. Now, the brother's with me today. The only time they're missing is when the freak show's in town, and I ain't talking about the circus. The new Ringling Brothers, my man Shooter and Firstborn. How you doing? Man, I'm lovely. I'm lovely. I'm fabulous. Everything is looking good. I'm happy on my favorite day of the week to do what we do best. Chance is here. Don't forget to hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101 or on Instagram and that's Squared Circle 101 also. Or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talk is Smack 101 and download the Squared Circle app. It's it's your all best one stop spot. Did I say that right? For all your boxing needs. The Upcoming fights, KTFOs. Yeah, that's what she never says. Anyways, download the app. Tell your friends, tell your family about us because that's how we get better. And let's talk about being better. Like fitness, RCF Fitness, IAM, RCF.com forward slash contact. Do the two week trial. You mean RCF CrossFit, which you get wrong about every week? I thought week. it was RCF Fitness. No, it's RCF CrossFit. RCF CrossFit. Do the two week trial. You want to be better, be better with the best. Three years running, King Five, Evening Magazine. You get a workout and a show. Shooter's guaranteed to be topless every time he's there. And the only day he misses is Wednesdays. No, first win, of all, win. I'm in there Wednesdays. Don't say topless because it sounds like I got titties, man. Just say, I, I don't do a shirt. Man Just say that. <laughs> the, the equivalent to it. His shirt just falls off, ladies. So if you're listening, do the two-week trial. We'll go return his shirt back to him. But check him out. IamRCF.com forward slash contact. Find the location near you. If you're anywhere in Western Washington, do the two-week free trial. Everybody likes free stuff. If you want to feel better, be better with the best. And just check it out. So you, you go you go in there, you do your thing. You're you're easily going to get a great workout, or you're going to live and be embarrassed. So those are the only two options you got. You be better, or you're embarrassed. This is the only place where you'll get a good workout and you'll feel bad for not going. No, dead serious. That, so and I that's missed, real. Uh, that's I missed real. Yesterday, and then I regret it. Check them out. What you got for me? I'm actually going to steal something. Not even steal something that I. Uh, I've done on our original cheers when we've been at the bar drunk or whatever. You know, something is, I don't, whether it's boxing related or not, it's uh, going crazy. from the old school G Money and Nino Brown. When God has put together, let no man bring us under, man. Ooh. I have always, we said. New Jack City. Yeah, New Jack City, man. I've always said that this is one of the things that I've been the most consistent in my life, man. And I appreciate you for that. I love what I do here. Uh, and every week I look forward to it, man. Like the days just count down to recording day to put this product out here for y'all. So I'm just glad because from you your find background, something you love, you'll yeah, never work a day in your life. Just from my background and your background, man, going all across, you know, coast to coast, you being from Vegas, me being from Virginia, man, for us to be able to come together in Tacoma, Washington, and to put this product out for the world to hear, literally the world, man. We up in more than 25 different countries, so right. we thank all you listeners for that. Talk our way to the top. Yeah, so one more time. What was that called? A, Nino Brown. What God has put together, let no man bring us under. That's a great one. I like that. I know, that's like a nice that little one? New Jack City one. I like yeah. that one. I think G no G Money said that when he was uh, smoking the crack, though. That's the thing about it. That was terrible. But it the message still money, stands. Right? So yeah, so, wait. So the message is smoke crack. Better quotes. Is that, that's not the that's not what we're here to promote here, buddy. Now let's talk about the sweet science. This is Squared Circle One Hundred One. 
You know we're talking smack. If anybody saw us talking smack on this white this fight weekend, since we got a little bit of power now, you gotta excuse me here. We had uh, no power in, in in the firstborn lab, uh, so we had a little bit of time to soak in the sauce. I guess would be the proper term. That was a soda that you heard me open. But let's talk about the <laughs> recap. What's this dude's name? Juan what Borrega versus no, John. Could be a racist again. It's Jose Miguel Borrego. He's versus Juan. No, he's versus John. Oh, okay. Well, same though. Uh, it's Del, one in Spanish. Um, uh, John Bang Bang Delperdang, which is actually... Hey. How do you like that Your nickname? Your Creole can translate over into stripper or porn, <laughs> whatever it is, but a nickname like Bang Bang. Bang Bang Delperdang. If that it, it don't rings. get you laying, I don't, I don't know what will. You know what hey, I mean? it's on the top of... Uh, it's right under Ringo Mandingo. That's right. <laughs> You nah, but trademark um, that one, buddy. Nah, but Del Perdang, even though he has the name, uh, this was a good fight. He got against banged a, up. This was a good fight and for an up and coming prospect because uh, Del Perdang came in at uh, ten and two with nine knockouts. Oh, excuse me. Hold on. And then uh, Jose Miguel uh, Barrego came in ten with nine knockouts. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Barrego came in with uh, eleven wins, ten knockouts yeah. too. So both of them pretty fresh in their career. Um, Heavy-handed. 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 This just, dude is a, is, a, is a Hispanic version of Terrence Crawford. I like he's this He's not kid. as smooth. He's just, and he's early in his career. And what you mean by the Terrence Crawford? He he's he orthodox in South Park. He can, he does it more frequently too. Terrence Crawford does it as a. So I feel like he's. I feel like he's naturally left-handed. And they want him to fight in a southpaw stance, but he fights based on comfort, less strategy. Well, under his uh, box rack, he's fighting out of southpaw. Wow, it's it's weird. It's like I don't know how I know these things. It's it's just amazing. It's you should appreciate me more. But anyways, this boy is bad, and he does it based on comfort. Now, as soon as he learns how to take that comfort and switch it with strategy in the fight, he could be equivalent up to Terence Crawford, who I think is the best fighter from 147 to 140. Uh, 147, you know, maybe even a tad. 154 Terrence Crawford, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Uh, what I like about this kid, he knows how to move, especially in and out of the clinch. Like, he doesn't allow people to grab him. The way he spins out the corner every yeah. time that dude had, he had him up against the ropes a lot. Uh, Dane put the pressure on, he would corner him, get him against the ropes, and this dude knew how to spin right out of it. Now, um, one of the people that we're going to bring up a little bit later on is Oscar Valdez. Uh, I think Borrego, even though he's young, this guy could be a problem in the future. And the reason why I bring up Oscar Valdez is because he, uh, Borrego hasn't fought nobody. Oscar, and it's just, I need to see him against better opposition. Yes. But this guy's it's 11, it's his, like, That was his 11th fight. 12th fight. 12th fight. It was a 12th fight. So he's 12-0 and 0 Good story. knockouts. Good story, too. Borrego uh, was a drug addict. Um, found himself, uh, he wandered into the gym because he was homeless sleeping at the park. No, nah, I think that was Delperdang. Did you share one of them? Yeah, it okay. was Delperdang. Delperdang, man. Either one, one of those guys, man. I always like to hear those kind of stories because you really had nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. And you probably was already fighting every day and it's still fighting saved your life at least. Yeah, so what I like about it too, well, what I don't even like about it, Delperdang, he ended up being a punching bag linger later on down the road. So Too yeah, predictable. Moving one. forward, no head movement. Yeah, it was uh, it was Delperdang because he's the one who uh, had a fight with uh, with Hank Lundy, mm -hmm. and he lost in unanimous decision to that. So he came in, just fought somebody who was better than him, uh, TKO round seven. Borrego looked too big, too strong also. 
I don't even think he just looked big. He just was better than just his, his shots. It's, his hands are heavy, man. His, every punch you heard. Every punch you heard, and then you sit there and look at it, and then you don't get it much, but stop the fight. Throw in a damn towel, man. Like, it's one of those Rocky references, man. Throw in the damn towel. No, that's serious, <laughs> man. So, like, it was, I was actually happy and more excited, you know, because you got to pray for the safety of these boxers, but I'm glad that they he got him out of there. You know, I think he has heavy hands. Amanda Serrano. Now she's next up on the same card. She went against Dahiana Santana. Santana. That's a beautiful name. I love, I love these women's record. Or you thought I was gonna go somewhere else with that? No, I think we're still talking about the same thing. Okay, yeah. So bantamweight bout uh, for the WBO championship, uh, one eighteen. Amanda Serrano, thirty one and one with twenty three knockouts, <sighs> and you got Dahiana Santana at thirty three and eight with eleven knockouts. So. How many how many women how how often do we see a woman fighter with an eighty with seventy five to eighty percent knockout ratio? We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. They're usually a low percentage, but mm -hmm. because most of them can take a punch, but then also a lot of them don't have the power. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm not even gonna say the joke I thought of with that one, but go because ahead. Because you're a dark, twisted human being that yeah. nobody likes. And your co-host. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the yin and the yang, man. That's what That's brings right. us together, That's right, man. Sir. No, um, Serrano's relentless, yeah. and there's. And you, we use that a lot with certain boxers, though. Mm -hmm. she, great counter punches, use the body shots. But if you even look at the copy bunks, it was three to one in power punches yeah. alone. So, it, like. So I, just like Borrega, with Serrano, while we were watching it, I can hear her punches landing every time I looked away. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew it was her punch and not Santa, Santana's. That, so. was, that, was a, that was rough. I'm going to give uh, Santana some credit, though, actually. She though, started because, off real like, good with her movement. Well, she started off good with her movement, but at the same time, she came in four pounds over, but she lost the six pounds in a day. So she was required to lose a lot of weight before the fight, mm -hmm. and you don't know how much drainage that could be when you're forced to lose that weight and keep it off, too. So I'm not going to say the outcome would have been different if she was in better shape or she would have made the weight, but a San Amanda Serrano, she looked great. Mm -hmm. In there, she just talk about in the ring or overall, both, God, both, nice. either or. And we've said this before. I hate being sexist, but that's she, she's sexy. Yeah, she is. So, um, would you fight her at 118 pounds? Yes. Okay. Wait a minute. I don't know if that's a good or a bad, or a bad answer. <laughs> it's not a good answer. I got a hundred pounds on her, but it's just like I respect the fact that you were like. Yeah, duh. <laughs> I ain't scared of her. No, but Shoot. um, discipline reigns supreme. Uh, Dahiana Santana, she she was she moved good in and out, wide swings. She was Too wide. wide. Too wide. And then uh, she actually lost a point for holding because once you you know you start resorting. You to, gotta. I'm you have to do a lot dirty. usually to get a to lose a point for holding. Yeah, it's usually something that's habitual. Habitual mm -hmm. line stepping is what gets you a, losing yeah. a point. And, and also, it could, that could be a training thing, too, because she might get hurt a lot in sparring, and that's what they kind of train her to do. If you, if you get rocked, tie them up. Tie them up and then you take those shots, you exactly. know, because they still count. Those and, and still if, for if that happens a lot in sparring, and that becomes muscle memory, it's not a good sign as far as for your long-term career in boxing. Discipline sure. reigns supreme, that's right. just like I just said. I love uh, it. But anyway, Amanda Serrano got her out. TKO round eight. It was one of those things, kind of like the. I do like Murray the way Ango Showtime fight. split it up because this was also the undercard to the the Berto fight, which we'll get into here later. Yeah. Um, but they said it at two separate bouts: Showtime Extreme and the Showtime Boxing, and then this made her the headliner. 
Yeah. Not a bad deal for her. No, not a bad job for not her at all. Not a bad deal. And it was a good, a, a good headline it a, fight. It was a great fight card, yeah. period, between both Showtime. Yeah. So, like, shout out to Showtime for that, too, because... They're taking over on HBO, man. People, some people were trying to say HBO might be getting out of the boxing game. I think, no, I think Showtime has just kind of figured it out. They found success with Showtime, with Showbox New Generation. They got a great deal with uh, Al Heyman worked out. We've been seeing some moves from them. They got a fight coming up this weekend on Showtime also that we're going to discuss and pick. Sure. Wait, As well. I'm pretty sure that's HBO. You don't think so? I know. No. We're going to figure that out later on. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll you'll see find out happens. in about 20 more minutes. So, now let's talk about Golden Boy ESPN. I want to give them a shout out for just being consistent. You got to work on the matchmaking, though. We had Rashid, Rashidi Ellis versus John Carl Sosa. Um, Rashidi, yeah, Rashidi Ellis, good fast hands. Um, if, if you go on face, our Facebook page, he has a, a real quick one uh, first round knockout on there, real fast hands. But he was in there with a live dog who was giving him a hard time. Uh, we're not going to touch too much on these guys because it, it was that fight was pretty decent. The fight after that, the Michael Perez fight, uh, Marcelino Lopez, that was not the most entertaining headline you want to see for Golden Boy. Um, they need to, if you want these Fridays, you have to follow kind of Al Heyman's thing with Toe to Toe Tuesday. You got to make sure your matchups are right. Because even when Al Heyman has a card of people we've never heard, the matchups are right. Yeah, he, he always will do it. And I don't like, I don't think we do sound repetitive on the show, but there's a lot of things that we cover over and over again. It just makes sense. You When you have an undefeated or a one-loss prospect, mm -hmm. so somebody can be special or up-and-coming versus somebody who's been tested instead of just having two people who don't really know. So it's just like you have two people who's just gone. When you have the doorkeeper, when you have mm -hmm. a person who's been in the game for a long time and you have them going against somebody who they know they're trying to groom, it's your job to be the spoiler. So you've been in the game long. Mm -hmm. You have 20, 30 fights yep. to this kid's 10, 11, 15 fights. That's going to be kind of borderline insulting too, though, right? It, no, but that's the thing. It's a, it's a play on your pride. Mm -hmm. You you look at it and you're just like, oh, you think this kid's going to come in here and beat me? And then at, at vice versa, this kid, oh, you guys going to put me in the ring with this old cat? Let me show you how it's done. And then you got two, you got two, got two men with pride mm -hmm. going in there knowing that, Either one, this is my stepping stone to stardom and to get better, or this is going to be or my one chance of for redemption. Redemption in how I get paid and how I keep getting yep. work. I don't so. want to become a sparring partner, but Golden Boy, I think you get your matchups a little bit better. So if you're a first time listener and you're new to the sweet science, go toe to toe Tuesday if you're just looking for some fights. If you're looking at boxing, uh, Golden Boy, don't ignore them. Oscar De La Hoya has a good vision. He's still one of the most exciting fighters I've ever seen. So he knows about matchmaking, and it'll come, it'll happen. I still like the, I still like that he bid to get this spot. Now you have to make sure you do something with it. All right. The last thing you want to do is just see more photos of drag start to hit the internet because you can't do the matchmaking right. Hey man, how many times are you gonna talk about this man in lingerie on the show? Until he gets his matchmaking right. Because obviously the matchmaker was bad decision in that one. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. This is what I'm here for. I'm here to teach you things. Now let's talk about the up-and-coming prospect, Tommy Langford out of the UK versus Avantil Kurtzidis. Kurtzidze? Avantil. Good, good. Uh, Kurtzidi. You did a good job on that. I've been working I, on that. I appreciate you for this. Thank you, sir. Now, uh, Kurtzidi is one of the guys that we talked about earlier. He mm -hmm. had the Mike Tyson peekaboo style mm -hmm. and came in here, like really patented his whole fight game after him, which I didn't mind 
I'm gonna say this is one of my favorite quotes from Shoot is you can outwork somebody. Oh. And this yeah. is exactly what happened because Tommy Lankford is the better boxer, the faster hands, and he just got outworked. No, he did too. Um, Tommy Lankford, he came in at 18 and 0 to uh, Kurt City, uh, 32 and uh, th two with uh, 21 knockouts. He was keeping up the distance with the uh, with the jab. He did nothing special, but for the most part, he was winning just because. Of his length, mm -hmm. kept him at he bay. Ke he kept him at bay. Didn't control the fight, but then just every he ran, he landed punch cleaner that punches. was coming in by Kurt Sidis had everything Tyson like. Uh, yeah, it was Tyson like. It. Now I'm and not going to say he had the power, but it was the style is similar. The style is definitely his there. I do like similar. how he comes in with just the black shorts and the black shoes, nothing fancy. And then you but see how his whole he, team had on the Brooklyn Tyson shirts coming in too. So I like that too. Went, I like that. I, no, I really did like that. I do Kurt, like that. Man, oh, you guys, if you guys are listeners to the show, you know my favorite boxer of all time is Mike Tyson. I love him. He's the one who made me fall in love with the sport. Favorite supermodel is Tyson also. It's not. Yeah. Please don't tell anybody that. Too late. It's already I, recorded. I don't, you know. Don't piss me off. Uh, too late. <laughs> but Tommy Langford got caught. Yeah, he got caught. Got caught, dropped. And this is one of the things when when you're in your hometown, you're the favorite, you're the headliner, and you stand up and the ref still looks at you and waves it off, I'm going to say that was still had to be a good stoppage. TKO round five. Um, Kurt City got... About halfway through round three, he was more aggressive, and he was the person that we saw. Uh, and that's when you saw the body language change, yeah. right? Right there in the middle of the third round. I mean, we're at the end of the fourth round. Tommy Langford tried to well go back to the corner with his hand up, and the way he lifted his hand up, it looked so heavy. I was like, he's about done. Yeah, and so we actually, when we did talk about this, let me see. Hold on. Kurt Sidis, does he have a hood pass? No. No. This guy's from Georgia, not Atlanta ATL Georgia. I'm talking about. The Georgia part of the Russian Federation. No, okay. no, he hasn't done enough. I mean, the fact, the only reason why. There's this man might have hunted for food for the first five years of his life. There's chances, but it's unprecedented. We don't know. Possibly hunting people. A applications under review because he's a Tyson fan alone and patting his game after them. Well, it has been submitted. We will come back to this and let you know the answer. What were you looking up? I was looking. You know what? I was looking up from uh, BoxRec. It said that his last fight was last year. That was the last time we saw him. No, but it says it was March last year, which is a lie. We just saw this guy a couple of months ago. No, that's not a lie because we saw him fight before we started doing the show. No, but his last fight wasn't last year. Hmm. So Boxing Rec is lying to the entire world? No, I'm not going to say I'm not gonna say they're lying, but I'm just saying unless that's I did too accusation. many drugs before. And then I just don't remember. But um, anyway... I'm looking forward to seeing this guy in the future. Who? What do we have looking forward to this guy seeing him in the well, future? Well, he was actually paid step-aside money by Billy Joe Saunders and crew so they could pursue a fight with Triple G that did not fall through for June. And now he's uh, the mandatory for the WO belt. So with Billy Saunders not having any fight coming up, it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, he can handle a guy that doesn't stop coming. You know what? It's I, uh, I don't know if he has the power to keep him off him. As of right now, they have the date as the 8th of uh, July for him and Billy Joe Saunders to go at it. Now, the one thing that I did see, because the last time we saw him, he was just, he was so aggressive that he just bulldogged the fight. Yeah. He took over, just like in Tyson aspect, which he claimed, which he said. The only thing he really lacks is the head movement. 
And power. But. His head movement's okay, but it's not Tyson like. Yeah, yeah. Now that's actually why I got back on this because I wanted to talk about that. When you go into, it's tough to imitate somebody's style like one hundred percent completely. Like you can get it, but their style became their style because it's something that felt natural to them. So when you patent it, it's you can't get all the characteristics. Now let me give you two things about somebody's style. You're you talking about like Little Wayne and Gilly the Kid, how he just stole his whole style. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. So. You know, something like that. But at the same time is when you mimic somebody's style and you patent it just after their certain style, you also take on their flaws at the same time. So if you... I'm so, a writer, not a writer. Yeah, yeah no, for <laughs> real though. So like when you sit here and you see something that they do and they mimic it, it's 100%. Hey, this is who I patented after. Hey, well, if that's how you're fighting like that, I can come in as Holyfield. I can come in as Buster Douglas. So you're saying his been, flaws is... Money grabbing women and Japanese schoolgirls. I'm talking about inside the ring. Oh, sorry. Outside the ring, I don't judge anybody there by their flaws. Okay. It's yeah, not, so well, I wouldn't consider that really a flaw. <laughs> Depending on if it affects your money, it's a flaw. Yeah, Robbie Gibbons, that that was a flaw. <laughs> a big flaw. There's a lot of times flaws like that. It's just like you look at you're like yeah, it's kind of worth it. It's kind. It's kind. I, I watch Boomerang right now, exactly. and I'm still like, yeah, yeah, I understand Tyson, but not not so. You take on their you take on their flaws as characteristics. Now, so just like I said, like you look at a Holyfield, you look at a Buster Douglas, you look at the people who's beaten Mike Tyson or Mike Tyson had problems with. Hey, this is how it got done, and we haven't seen if that's a problem that can be taken care of as soon as he fights somebody that's gonna stand there and not back up and try to box him we'll mm -hmm. see how he holds up now see and in the time of that if you i've watched a lot of tyson let's, let's do the best case scenario let's just say in july 8th that's the fight that's the day it's happening and he beats billy joe saunders him versus triple g because that's the only belt triple g doesn't have mm -hmm. triple g hasn't fought anybody that's just gonna keep coming forward the closest thing you say is Daniel Jacobs. He had a problem with him. Now Daniel Jacobs outboxed. He almost. I thought he outboxed him, but now Kurt City. He's the guy. He's the kind of guy. Since he's a little bit smaller, mm -hmm. he can get under you. He can cause you more problems just because these punches. You don't know where they come from. One of my things with Patton and his style, though, like I'm trying to get back to, is even Mike Tyson. I watched a lot of Mike Tyson documentaries. Listened to him a lot. The one thing that he always said that I paid attention to was. Even when he mimicked his styles, it was never after one boxer. It was after Jack Dempsey, the Rocky Marcianos, the Sugar Ray Robinsons, the, you know, he, he, like, he did heavyweights, but he also did a lot of lightweight fighters, too. That's why he was quick, and that's why he was fast, too. So, Kurt City, him mimicking just after Mike Tyson, I think he's going to need to expand his, uh, broaden his horizons to last a little bit longer in the game, just because... One style, it's only gonna take one, you so style, one style does not reign supreme. Styles make fights. You got to be able to adapt also. That's one of the things that make Canelo, Triple G, some of these elite fighters so brilliant. Yeah. Daniel Jacobs yeah. is that you look at your matchup, your opposition, and you know how to adapt to that fighter to either make the fight ugly, do what you got to do to win. Make it pretty. There's certain times where someone's going to make outside, you have to inside. brawl. Yeah. So it just happens. So, but hey, but you know what though? My man's 33 and two with 22 knockouts. You're doing your thing. He's in the right direction. You got the right win. I mean, that's it's 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 got to be a good feeling when you get paid step aside money. Yeah, it's like, just like we don't want you right now, and it's only because of the yeah. money. It's mm -hmm. not that you're not worth it. It's the money. Yeah, exactly. I wonder how much how much you think you get paid for step aside money right there. What, what, what's the number for you? It was like, look, I know you're the number. I look, I know you're the number one contender. 
but we want to get this big money fight with with Triple G. We need you to step aside from the mandatory. So, no, you know what? You know, for me, I was going to look up and uh, see what they got paid on the last couple fights. You know what my step aside money is the projected money that I would have made fighting you. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking anything less than that. To, to, that. That's a good answer. So if, you, so if you owe me, you know, in their if, case, If you're going to get paid like 15000 for the fight, yeah. then you got to pay that, me 15000 to step yeah, aside. So, other than that, because... Say Billy Joe Saunders loses. Every fighter who gets offered step aside money, I hope you're listening right now. We just gave you the close on the negotiations. This is Squared Circle 101. This is Sweet Science and the negotiation experts as well, apparently. (laughs) Now, Martin Murray versus Gay Rosado. This is a fight I can say that it went almost exactly how you expected. A little bit slower in time because of the age of the fighters, but a decent fight where I had it. It could have went either way. But the judging was horrible. Why do you say that? 119 to 109. And I had this fight a draw or Gabe Rosado possibly winning by one round. Even I could see Martin Murray winning by one or two rounds even. But Depending on how 119 to 109. I don't think the judges watched it. That would be my argument. I don't know. It was like huh, Martin Murray versus Gabe Rosado. He's from Philly. Tough guy. Martin Murray outboxing. 119 to 109. Fight hasn't started yet. 119 109. It's good. And that's how they just had it. Just that's just how they had it. Tony Ballou, great commentator in the fight. I love hearing him talk. Pretty Ricky. Gabe Rosado talking about Pretty Gabe Ricky Conlon. I'm going to talk about Gabe watched, Rosado. Though. I just watched Creed the other that's day, great, actually. Great movie. And both of them are in there. Pretty Ricky Conlon and Gabe Rosado. Now, can we put Gabe Rosado on the same level as maybe Zab Judah? Yeah, we talked about that before. We yes. have? Okay. He has great losses. Great losses. Which Tough is, kid, man. Which in boxing is the only time you could ever say that somebody, when they lose, is great. Even Tony Blue brought it up. This is a guy who fought in the toughest and worst parts of Philly coming up. You know, if, they, if you look up Google just boxing cities, Philly is number one out of all of them for just boxing cities that's going to have a glove on the map. So it was, no, it wasn't Sugar Ray, uh, it wasn't Sugar Ray Seals. It was... Um, Johnny Bump City Bumpus, who we interviewed earlier. What episode was that? I don't remember. I have to look it up. Uh, number 11. Number 11. So episode 11, uh, we interviewed a uh, former lightweight champion, Bump City, Johnny Bump City Bumpus. That's a great nickname. He said that they're in Philly. Boxing gyms are 7-Elevens. Yeah, every quarter. Every, every quarter. quarter, they're 7-Elevens. It's just, that's just what they do out there. So I feel like, so if a cop has to break up a fight at a bar or even in the street in Philly... He better came out of a boxing gym. Right? Time most of the time. You, you're definitely getting a ticket then. Like, <laughs> there's a gym right there. It's right there. I feel like there should never be any beef in Philly, right? Because you can settle this me. anywhere. They, I bet you they keep a mouthpiece in their pocket all times, just in case. In their pocket? It might be in their mouth while they're drinking at the bar. <laughs> That's what I would do, man. If it's, you know, it comes Philly. with the pint. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with the pint. After your fifth drink, you, hey, after your fifth drink, it comes with a. They give you a gun in a Texas mouthpiece. with every purchase. They give you a mouthpiece in Philly with every purchase. This is what it is. What are you gonna do? Let's talk about Toe to Toe Tuesday. Who, who's the first fight on Toe to Toe Tuesday? It's Oscar Molina and Levon Gavi Machava, who we talked about before. The Wolf, the hairiest brother alive, possibly a descendant of Bigfoot. I'm just saying. How come so, this dude hasn't been casted for the Wolf Band? Literally needs. There's gonna be a portion of the movie where he literally needs no makeup or anything. So I just looked at this fight. Not even just the fight. Gabby Machado looked bigger than Oscar Molina. Like 
And I thought that was always crazy too, how somebody can be in the same weight class and just their body types is completely frame. different. Somebody just frame, frame. Deep, frame, and some dense. people can Kel Brooks. Some people can lose the weight easy. Kel yeah. Brook walks around about one sixty five. But when they're in the ring, well, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess so. If you're he was waiting big in, over if you're waiting in the day Porter, before, so. yeah, if you're waiting in for the day before and you chose choose the rehydrate. Yeah, he was bigger than the guy. Gabuchov. Um, so Oscar Molina is. Uh, Little brother to Carlos Molina. Mm -hmm. There's a couple Carlos Molinas. Which one? The sex offender or the non one? The <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I probably just named actually a a good population of uh, Southern America. I won't name any specific cities, but one of them was a uh, statutory rape for Carlos Molina. Let me see here. So King Carlos Molina, I think that's who you're talking about. That's not the, that's not the sex offender one that or that you're trying. That you're wait, trying. that one right there. Uh, go to boxrec.com. Look, Carlos Molina, second one down. You tell me if he looks like one or not. I don't know. Man, why don't you just put him up on the page? Though? Go to the first page. Go uh, to the first Carlos Molina. Let me see, because the other one, I remember him having a genie tail and like a. Oh, Oscar Molina. Yeah. No, hold on. The young, better-looking brother. That's for sure. No, but either way... Let's talk about Oscar Molina. How good did he look against the Wolf? He was sharp. He had skinny arms, so I instantly thought of you when we were when I was watching this fight just because anytime you lay those, anytime you lay those uh, heavy hands on somebody's uh, frame, their arms flail, so like their punches yeah, always sometimes look, look like bad. It. They, they look bad. Just Even when it does no damage. But I don't know. The theme that we've been discussing over the past like four or five months has just been... Body shots and conditioning. And this guy conditioning, he started off strong, but just I thought he lost the fight more than Gavin Machavo won it. But who who what was the final outcome of the fight? Oh, um Gavin Machavo won. By decision. Yeah. Okay. So Oscar Molina was the headliner on this one, Gavin Machavo with his chance for redemption. This was a filler obviously for Toto -to -to Tuesday. Another good matchup, it sounds like. Um, but this is why I like Al Heyman too, because he takes two fighters who are looking for redemption. One might be a bigger draw than the other, and someone always gets that chance for redemption. Yeah. Gavin Chav, last time we saw him, he lost. Yeah, he lost. But the thing is, you got he lost to Udanis Ugas, to one of the guys we were about to talk about soon. And then Oscar Molina just came off a loss too. He, uh, Jared Swift heard is who we uh, came right. off a loss yep. to. Uh, Gavin Machava. Now, the trainer, his trainer, which is one of my favorite, is Virgil Hunter, which I got to ask you something about in a second. Does he get a hood um, pass, Virgil Hunter? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, Virgil Hunter gets a hood pass. Okay. I, just, I just, a lot of young African American boxers, they, they consider him like a father figure. Mm -hmm. So as long as he's always uh, helping out the neighborhood. And Ooh, I like that. Going. Got a hood pass for keeping him out the hood. Hey, man. You if, know he what? Were, if he becomes a politician, <laughs> that's his slogan right there, Virgil Hunter. Hey, yeah, so, um, I'm going to trademark that. You better Gavin, not use The it. Wolf, Gavin Machava, he was always coming forward, heavy handed. He was a good counter puncher. He started getting stronger actually round six. Um, I think he's going to have a problem if he fights a lot of boxers who have great lateral movement mm -hmm. because he's not one of those guys who he's heavy footed too. So yeah. kind of like Canelo was in his early career where he was just flat footed. He yeah. didn't have that kind of bounce in his step. So that was one of the things also, that I looked at. Canelo's ring generalship is just got It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal ring now, especially. Is what, ring generalship is that slight edge, how Canelo beat um, 
Errors Randy Laura. Yes. Like that was that was it because same it reason, worked. same way he beat Austin Trout. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just re, well, he beat Austin Trout. Barely. He beat Austin Trout. Errors Randy Laura is one of those guys that it was just hey, man, Aaron, a man. Laura gave that fight away. Hey man, quit spelling your drink. I quit no. Um, but yeah, yeah. Let me so ask you this, Gavin, Machava. No, no, but if he dates a woman, we could just say she just loves him, right? <laughs> because how do you go how, what's this man's age he's 31 31 where's he from California California but no no his birthplace is Georgia okay so you can't tell me that the razor was not invented in Georgia and at least one chick was like in the middle right the eyebrows you yeah. seen you seen Austin Powers right yeah you remember when the old girl was like, "You're hairy like animal." I love it. You know, you know, man. Yeah, He's the, I mean, his name's the Wolf. Man. Sound, Give him a I mean, pass for look, that. in the '60s and '70s, he'd have a, a chain with an unbuttoned shirt, and the women be all over him. But those styles have changed. Bell bottoms came back and gone. Not baggy pants are coming back in the next five years. Well, tell me this: if he came up and tried to snatch your girl, you gonna do anything about it? She might like him because I'll you can't do nothing about bullet. it. shoot with a silver bullet. That's what I would do. Or I'd be like, hey, let's fight after the full moon. <laughs> no. One of the things I did want to ask you with him being uh, Virgil Hunter being his trainer, which is the trainer of one of my, fa my favorite boxer, Andre Ward, also being the trainer of uh, Andre Berto, who we're going to talk about mm -hmm. later on. And uh, being a trainer of so many other uh, good boxers, a, you know, Amir Khan, little, uh, whether they're coming off wins, they're still good boxers. Peter Quillen. Peter Quillen. Kid Chocolate. So one of the things that, and if I got to look this up for next episode to really go through it, I guess I should have written it down. I want to say it was uh, Floyd Mayweather who said it. He says that Virgil Hunter is one of the most overrated trainers. And then even the though- The argument on now, that one would be based on successful fighters, I guess. Um, yeah. And Andre Ward is his only gem. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, Berto has one. You got the Victor I Ortiz mean, one. Kid Chocolate has one, but like Kid it's Chocolate one of those things. That I never anybody's opinion, whether it's relevant or not, I still listen to it just for simple fact that I, you know it gives me a second perspective. Mm -hmm. And then so with him saying that, because you know I'm like I love Virgil Hunter. I love Virgil Hunter. It's easy to say that when you're when your father's probably arguably the best trainer in boxing, right? Says. Now. That's, and this Says is going off Austin Dillon, who's been trained by everybody. Yeah, yeah so, but no, but I'm, I'm, seriously, I'm seriously asking you. It's no wrong answer to me because, like, honestly, I don't have a dog in this fight. I can see where Floyd is coming from as far as his successful I, I, fighters. Virgil Hunter is such a likable dude. I can't say he's overrated. But if he doesn't have somebody in that stable start to do something soon. Besides Andre Ward. Besides Ward. Because this boy's going to retire soon. And it's, it's not even Ward is... Whether it's the training, but Ward just has that deep oh, down, I'm going to win. He has that yeah, it yeah, factor. Yeah. yeah, just like you said. So it was just, you know, with me seeing uh, Virgil Hunter in, in this corner, it just made me think of that. It just made me think of that. And, and especially in a fight like this, because to me, that would, especially if you didn't know the guys, but you saw that, that would, I would, that would make him the betting favorite to me automatically. So if I'm going to think that, then I'm going to say no, Virgil Hunter's not overrated. Because if I look at him as a name and as you're training this fighter, then I'm not going to say he's overrated because I say I would see that as an advantage. I saw Berto having, I, I saw it as an even fight because Virgil Hunter was in his corner. 
against Sean Porter. Even though, yeah, and we'll get we'll get, we'll get to that. that. We'll get to that later. But yeah, so um, we can say Virgil Hunter was kind of like the quote unquote uh, liaison, like you know whatever the consigliere to Daniel Jacobs mm -hmm. versus uh, Triple G. And then that was the closest fight that you that ever. Was that was the closest fight that you that ever was seen. Changer, so, that's right. You know, whether it was just Daniel Jacobs saying, I want to win this fight and I'm doing it on my own. Or, Miracle Man. Or, you know, Virgil Hunter actually coming in and doing his thing. And we don't know because Virgil Hunter has been sitting back just holding the mitts or eating some chips watching the watching him spar. Who knows? But but we saw a difference, that's for sure. Me and my... Hold on. Before we move, me and my brother always had this thing called... Uh, we talked about it a lot. It's called presence. And then we use it more in basketball terms. Just by somebody being on the court or being around there, just you being there, it causes you to be a threat on the whole court. Yeah. So, like, if anybody listening understand what I'm saying, it's just like, just because he's Vince around Carter there. Vince Carter today. Would you put him in that category? No. 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 Give me a basketball example today. So, Kobe, Kobe Bryant's almost 40 years old on the court, and he's nowhere near the Kobe that you remember. Yeah. But, but if he was be, on the roster. But him being on the court, like even if you were he's shooting fifty shots and he scores ten points a game, your your coach is still, hey, make sure you watch Don't him. Don't give him an open make shot. Make sure yeah. you watch like that type yeah. of person is like, yeah, he can go for ten, but he can also go for seventy points on us. So it's just on like one good it's game like game. it's like you, you never you. know what you're gonna get. That's just him example. being out there is is crazy. Now I wanna talk about the rise and the second win and the 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 turning into a tank. In this division is Jordanis Ugas. Now, not a fan personally. Why is that? Because the he, he knocked out the best dressed boxer in boxing, Actually, and as you've seen, we haven't seen anybody dressed as well since. But he walked in against Brian Peralta at 17 and two losses. Double check that for me. And he knocked him out and has been on a hot streak. When he fought Peralta, he had. A name written or a number written on his shorts in marker. Now he has it actually as a patch on the shorts, so he's definitely moving in the right direction. Let's look at Bugas. He was an amateur prospect. He was a silver medalist in the Olympics. I don't remember what year. And he fought Nelson Laura on toe to toe Tuesday. He was the headliner. Uh, what's, Go ahead, talk about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out in a second. But well, I want to look Dennis up Ugas. Nah, He's been it. on a winning streak, and this is a guy I think has found his second win. Um, ever since he got, it's, you, you might even say that the inspiration came from with the tragedy that happened in Miami, the boating thing with the, the baseball players, because that was a guy that he came here with, I, I believe, from Cuba. And nah, he, yeah, well, he had another. There was another guy that he um, base, the baseball player, the right? baseball player, yeah. And that was the other one, but when he had the dudes. He had it written in Sharpie on his shorts, the dude's number. And now he has been on. That's a great picture by John Dumper. And then so <laughs> as we get, thank you for saying that. The reason why you're saying that's a great picture is because as you say, he beat the best dressed boxer in Brian Perella, who you were going for. I want you to take a look at John Delper Dang's get bang bang Delper Dang. Look at Brian Perella. I'm, no, that, no, I'm not. That's looking. the cover of his porn tape right there. Listen. Go to boxrec.com, search. Search John. No, don't even do that. Just search Bang Bang Delper 
Dang, D-E-L-P-R-D-A-N-G. That is the best dressed boxer. I hope he pops up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he pops up. But no, that's your box rack photo. They pulled that from his prom in high school. Look at Brian Perella. Tell me what he looks like. I bet you he's going to look like a real fighter, not some limo driver like this fool here. Like a Tijuana taxi driver. Hey, man, you know what? They how say how much you. you hate somebody is how, how much you love somebody. You. So obviously I know I do you love, love the love suit. I, I know I you do because it's because I hear the hate in your blood. I but anyway, you're Dana. It's Ugas versus Nelson Laura. We got 154 super welterweight belt. Ugas came in 18 and 3 uh, by eight knockouts. Laura uh, 17 and 7 with seven. Uh, Look at not how KOs. did his last three fights, including this one. How did he win, Ugas? Ugas um, TKO split decision TKO and unanimous. That's his four. And that's versus Laura Gavi Machaba, who we just talked about. Mm -hmm. who's, that was a split, yeah. Uh, who's who won with Virgil Hunter in the corner and uh, Bryant Goodfellow Perella. Which Ryan is the second best fella. dressed boxer. Yeah, it's arguably. And he lost to, in, in that uh, Amir Mon too. He lost to Amir Mon. Who was his other loss? Uh, Emmanuel Robles. Never heard of him since. Well, I like Ugas a lot right now. Yeah. Um, he, anytime um, I see a fighter with a record like that, because when he got the Perella fight, he was in there, they were feeding him to the Lions. Right? Yeah. He's had yeah, another, he had was, another. He wasn't supposed to win. He they, found they something else inside to him to get that win. Whether it was a style matchup nightmare or he just landed the right punch at the right time, it, it revitalized his entire boxing career. Because this was a top prospect when he turned pro. When he defected here and turned pro because he was a silver medalist. And you know Cuban fighters wrong. Now, so he, um, so he fought Gavi Machava in uh, February. So quick turnaround uh, for this fight to be two and a half months late. Yeah, basically two and a half months later. Uh, he got the call late. He got the call late. And usually in this instance, the person who gets the call late is at a disadvantage. But he came in, went straight to the body, and took over. They, they pulled Laura into the corner of the second round. And he just said, no, I'm good. That's yeah. It. Uh, well, it was the cut. Mm. The cut that he had, for, that was from a pinch. Um, but Laura, the reason why the guy, other guy dropped out, apparently the whoever dropped out before there was came in 10 pounds over. Uh, he, no, Laura came in 10 pounds over. and I. Mm. So I, I don't know what that had to do with anything, but that's what uh, I got about. We're going to find out who he was supposed to fight because... That's uh, I don't know. It's it's very disrespectful and unprofessional to come in overweight like that blatantly, mm -hmm. um, especially if you don't try to lose some of the weight. But you can't lose ten pounds in seconds like that without killing yourself. Joel Casamayor was his trainer. Ugas's trainer. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's a, wow. That's good to know. Okay. That's good to know. Yes. I wonder how long he's been training him. That could be part of this re revitalization in his entire career. This yeah. this new momentum he has because this man is. He's getting better every time. He's learning from his fights, and he's becoming a force to be reckoned with. Now, let's talk about this. I really don't want to talk about it, but we're going to have to. The, 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 the top-ranked pay-per-view card. I'm a little sour on this one because it was a pay-per-view card. The good, the main How event was the best tell fight him, to Tell watch. him why you mad. Tell him why you mad. I'm mad at Bob Aaron for being alive still because this would not happen. He's going to want to charge us pay-per-view for this Manny Pacquiao and this Jeff dude fight. Jeff Horn. Whatever Say his, his name last is. name so people get it right. Jeff Horn. Jeff Horny, whatever his name is. Jeff Crack Horn. Yeah, no. No, how dare you? How dare you? But I saw the highlights, and I only got to see the top rank highlights because these dudes don't want to have a, a full fight on YouTube. When I would argue, if you're gonna if, if you're gonna do a pay-per-view fight and it's successful, you let it out on YouTube so people see what they missed out on not buying because they'll pay for the next one if it's a great fight. 
did Jesse Magdalena win? I'd even look it up. I, and he's from Vegas. So I love this dude. So you're just going to just completely walk over Oscar Valdez? I'm going to go in order of importance based on how the card was set. Magdalena, Ramirez, Valdez, so, and yeah, uh, Jesse Magdalena won. Okay. He won by stoppage. Yeah. They put him in front of that Mexican flag. He's born and raised in Vegas. You understand that right there. You could argue that he's part of Mexico. We have a neighborhood called Little Mexico. But he ain't from that neighborhood. He might not even speak Spanish. But Gilberto Ramirez won, I assume. And then Oscar Valdez... So, Oscar Valdez fought uh, for the WBO title uh, versus Miguel Mariaga. Featherweight belt. Mariaga's only loss is to the Axeman. Yep, it's to Nicholas Walters. So, the only thing that I had to take away from there, the unanimous decision. First of all, I I'm sorry I'm jumping around a little bit. Oscar Valdez's face after that fight was tore up. Yeah, it was like a Provodikov It was face. like, I, like. If you would have took the dudes, it's like, who won? Just looking at him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it could have been a pick em mm -hmm. if you're going for that. But I've never seen Oscar Valdez look this vulnerable, especially in the face, for the simple fact. Uh, I, from the looks of it, it looked like he finally fought a worthy opponent. Um, Mariaga came in 25-1 and one with 21 knockouts, so he has... What's he the weight the division power. again? Uh, this is featherweight, One twenty six. One twenty six. One twenty six. We've talked about this division a lot. Yeah, the featherweight. We, we said it's the second-best division in boxing. Now, Oscar Valdez just... He turned down the Lomachenko fight. And hold on, that's one of the things I wanted to talk okay, about. Um, the from what I look, the unanimous decision it came at 119, 108, 116, one, Oh dang, I didn't write down the other number. And a 118, 109. Dang. I, so I they saw this as a shutout. Just from the top rank highlights I've seen, there's no way it's a shutout. Now he scored a good be. knockdown. But he was vulnerable and got hit a lot. He if was. you're going against the Lomachenko, that's so, going to be double punches that's so cracking you. The Lomachenko. He didn't want to Lomachenko. I'm not going to blame Oscar Valdez like as far as running. I'm not going to say he ran. I'm not even going to give that. Lomachenko doesn't doesn't deserve to be in the lower weights. No. He's too good. Yeah. He's too. He has to go up to the lightweights. Yeah. The lightweights. The 130, 135s. The impossibly the 140 just because he's that good. He's not gonna find any competition with anybody. So, so I'm looking at I'm looking at Oscar Valdez who went a unanimous decision with uh, Miguel Mariaga, and I'm looking he's at Mariaga whose only losses to a Nicholas Walters in a unanimous decision, and then I'm looking at Lomachenko who destroyed Nicholas Walters. Nobody in the featherweight division wants it with Lomachenko. Anytime a fighter just quits happen. too, like yeah, I'm good, I'm done. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, Miguel Mariaga. Um, one one of the things I did want to uh, I was looking at and talking about with uh, Oscar Valdez that I wrote down. I I like how he stands in the brawls in that Mexican blood. Now pride. My, That's one my, thing about these Mexican fighters. You can take them out their game easy. Just hit them with the right punch. So one thing I did want to worry about though is longevity. So. He's going to get everybody's best. And how long are you going to sit there and sit there and brawl with anybody over the course of your career? Mm -hmm. Now, he's a young cat. Manny Pacquiao. 26, 26 years old. Yeah, but Manny Pacquiao dishes out so many punches per round mm -hmm. that he usually just overbears anybody yeah. where they have to come back. But, you know, somebody like uh, Lomachenko or something like that. What? There's nothing he can do. I, yeah, there's nothing he can do. Oscar Valdez, I don't know what Top Rank's going to do because... Based on this performance, from what I saw, I wouldn't put him in with any of the other with any of the other champions in there right now. 
Um, I feel like he's not ready. He's not seasoned enough. You're gonna pull it up right now, featherweight. Got it. Who's that? 126. We got Lomachenko. We no, have no. It's old. Oh no, Lomachenko's higher than that. We got Gary Russell Jr. Okay. We got Leo Santa Cruz and Abner Morris sharing the WBA belt, and we got Lee Selby at the, with the IBF. I can't see him beating any of those fighters right now, based off of this performance. I don't know. It's. I feel like he's too wet behind the ears. I, he ain't ready because. Leo Santa Cruz will overwhelm him. I don't know if his favorite. He has a shot against Abner Mars. He has a. I say he has a shot just because he's not scared to go toe to toe with anybody. So it's just basically, it's basically whose will's mm -hmm. going to break first. That's right. I like it. So I, I don't. Gary Russell will mop the floor with him. I think if we see him fight again anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, dude, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Gary I think. Russell, I think. When's last Russell time that fool even fought? It's been a probably. Has he fought in 2017 yet? No. No. Wait a minute. Let me see. It was. I like Gary Russell. I love his hand speed, but it was good to kind of watch him get worked by uh, Lomachenko when they fought, because it was a it was a fight that everybody wanted when they were amateurs, and he got worked bad. It, he's I, I don't know what's going on. He's not he's not a draw yet, so it, you better it better not be money while you're not fighting. It better not be money because people come across your fights. They don't go watch you yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He didn't even fight. Let's talk no, about Valdez. It's, it's, no, it's literally been a year since Gary Russell Jr. fought. It looks like he has, uh, uh, what's that? April 16th last year, but it looks like he has a fight the 20th of next month. Okay. Versus uh, Oscar Escandon. Escandon. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a decent fighter, but he'll work him. Um, how do you feel about this being a pay-per-view card, and will do you think Top Rank will continue to do kind of some more like this? They can't. They can't. I, right? I, we're gonna have to see the numbers and wait for the numbers to come out. Because and we'll definitely relate. The argument to you, is this like, is for all the Mexican fans. I would argue there's a big portion of the fans that don't own a TV or have access to pay-per-view. That's you don't know that. I'm calling you out on that. You don't know that. So you're basically saying it was ordered by nothing but cartel members. Could be. Yeah, it's possible. That's the entire yeah. city, right? The border towns of Texas. Why yeah. not? But there was a joke that said, uh, when you see somebody at the movie theaters and they order popcorn, drink, candy, and, you know, licorice and all that, they're a, drug, they're a drug dealer. There's no reason for that kind of disposable money that they have right there. So is that what you're saying? The only yeah. way they can afford pay-per-view is if they're That's drug true, dealers. Yeah, because that was about 50, 60 bucks I think you just mentioned right now. <laughs> at a movie theater nowadays. That's, yeah, it's pretty expensive. You gotta be, and you're just flossing at that point. Yeah, no, nah, go ahead and get the large popcorn. What's no, um, I think they did themselves a, dis, a disfavor because on a night like that, I'm heated over it. Uh, no, on a night like that, when you have great cards, like we talk about, whether it's with Amanda Serrano or the Andre Berto, you're gonna try to compete. Porter, yeah, you're gonna compete with. They're not, not no even names. Question. They're not no names. Yeah. Jesse Magdaleno, we watched him from the mm -hmm. last uh, the no Pacquiao dude. card, the Pacquiao card, and mm -hmm. in Oscar Valdez, he's we've seen him on Canelo cards. We've mm -hmm. seen him on a whole bunch of different uh, top ranked cards. All over. Like you, like so, they're not no names. They're great fighters, but mm -hmm. they don't deserve their own pay per view. No, definitely not. If, definitely not if, at if, all. if Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia in a unification title bout couldn't get a pay per view, don't get a pay per view bout. Yeah, you do, you're not gonna do that with Oscar Valdez. No, not gonna work. Not gonna work at all. Now let's talk about that same night. We had the Showtime fights. We had we talked about Serrano. We talked about that. We got. One of the Charlo twins versus Charles Hatley. Chris Hatley. Charles Hatley. Charles Hatley. Look at, I didn't look at my. Best thing about Charles Hatley, 
is that right after he signed the fight, he sued Don King for getting him the fight. Now, Charles Hadley is from Houston, Texas, like, Char uh, like the Charlo twins. These guys know each other from, from the ranks coming up. Um, still whack. That's all I'm going to say. Still whack. He's only whack because you're just a hater. Yeah. He's still whack. But yeah, at least you would I'm, I'm tired of the non-opposition because... And this is a compliment is when I say this because Charlo, obviously, both these twins obviously have that it factor. They have something special. There's something elite about these dudes. Well, they have the elite potential. They demolish everybody they face, both of these guys, but we're still taking the mandatory third ranked, fourth ranked, and we're not attacking or going after the money or, or the belts. They, they called out Canelo once a little bit, but that's really it. I mean, like, I understand your handlers get to get you to fights, but you could say something. Well, I'm going to give you... Call, even if they say, you know, it's not the right time, go on Twitter and just say, I want this fight. You suck. At Talking Smack 101, make sure you hit us up if you think we suck. But you do that, and the handlers are going to be forced to make the fights you want. Yeah, they are. Um... I'm going to give uh, Jamel Charlo a pass on this one because uh, under the WBC, which the belt he owns, Charles Hadley is the number one contender. So, you can't get mad at him for taking that fight. You just you feel like everybody Who's the position. other belt holders? We got Canelo. You Let's got, take him off the uh, table. There is Randy Laura. Demetri that's a fight Sandra, that Al Heyman could have made that fight. Jared Swift heard. Al Heyman's good. That's who he called out. I do like that one. He did call that out. Uh, Jared Swift heard. Not impressed with him. His last two fights were horrible for me. But... Eris Landy Lara. He ain't ready for that. I don't think he wants those. He don't want no part of that. Eris Landy Lara. We've talked about him too many yeah, times. This I guy, love, yeah. I'm, I'm getting tired of talking about him because he needs to move up, do something, uh, and stop dwelling over that Canelo fight. Jamel Charlo came in 28-0, 13 knockouts. Charles Hadley, 26-1 with 18 knocks out. Now, Charles Hadley was a smart boxer. He wasn't intimidated, but... After round one, looking at him in the corner, you remember how last week we talked about how Andre Berto was talking about Floyd Mayweather, which we put the video up, actually. Mm -hmm. We put the video up on uh, Instagram. What's our Instagram? Squared Circle 101. Instagram.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. Or just search Squared Circle 101. You'll see Sonny Ill. You'll see Shooter. And make sure you tell your friends about the app. It's available in iOS and Android. So, um, one of the things that I liked about it, he looked at... He said Floyd would look over in between rounds to see if you're breathing heavy, to see what your condition looks like. After the first round, Charles Hatley was, he was breathing really heavy. And that was just after the first round. And under my notes, I just said he will fade. It's, uh... Oh, he, he, he got a fade. He caught a fade, that's for sure. Um, where do you rank this KTFO for this year? Number three, I have to look, I have to look at our whole. I have to look at our whole sheet. It's, well, right it's now, not bad. So right now, like KTFO it. is going to be the Mikey Garcia one. Yeah. On Zlatichkinen. Zlatichkinen. Um, who was the other one we had recently? Uh, uh, the sleeping bag. The sleeping, the, oh, oh the showmanship, showmanship alone. David Lemieux and Curtis Stevens. Yeah, which I called. And then this was a wind-up and pitch also. Well, he just fell face first when he landed it. Yeah, like it's... It, it, it's Watching the slow motion of it, it had that perfect angle because he hit him and you just watched his eyes close and he fell forward. He just fell forward. But Jamel Charlo, no props from me. Good win. Still no props from me. We need you to see... I want to see you in there with Eris Landy Laura or Jared Hurd. 
We'll one see, of these guys. We'll, we'll see if he stays at super welterweight at 154. His brother moved and up. Might, yeah, and we'll see if they want to go up and try to do what they can do. The same thing in the 160 middleweight division. Now, if you follow us on Twitter, you're going to see I was talking a little smack, maybe. Just a little bit about this next fight. This fight had more cuts than WrestleMania did. This fight had more cuts not caused by a punch ever I've seen. It was still a very aggressive and... Ugly fight, I guess you could say. Sean Porter versus Andre Berto. It went, I feel like it did it pretty much go exactly as what everybody expected. So, Berto had few <laughs> moments, but... So if you guys have been listening, the last fight, I um, we agreed that Sean Porter was going to win, but we're not... We're not ESPN first take. No. We're not going to sit there and agree just to agree. We're not. No, we're not going to disagree off the grounds of, hey, entertainment the, of entertainment. We're going to do. We're going to give you the real, and that's why I hope and I think that you guys listen to us. So at the end of that, it wasn't even an argument. At the end of that agreeance, I took Andre Berto to win, and then I also point out the points on how he can win by keeping moving, boxing from the outside, moving lateral, not moving backwards. Well, 7.14 p.m. He did not listen to us like Dan and 7.14 p.m. West Coast time. I had Andre Berto getting knocked out. That was, that was before they even stepped in the ring. And I just it felt was a vision. I Yeah, I just was like, Berto's going to get knocked out. I didn't think my, as much as I wanted to, my instincts were greater than my heart. And I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to have him. Is that what you tell the ladies too? Don't don't worry about what I'm saying. Stop trying to steal my moves. Porter's just too relentless. So He's a killer. Down. He's a bully. He had a knockdown in round two. And one of the things that I don't like is when people cry to the ref. If the ref is going to call it, the ref is going to call it. Don't look at the ref. Don't He's not ref. fighting. He's not, he's not here to... Until you feel his hands breaking you up, don't look at the ref at all. He's not there to soothe you. He's not there to be your favorite. If he sees something wrong, he's going to stop it. You saying something is not going to help it out. So, uh, and that's it with any sport. That's basketball. That's football. That's stop looking at the ref. Don't look to be saved. This ain't pro he ain't Project Pat. So, there's not a whole bunch that you can say about this fight. I like that. Um, I like that Sean Porter is on the course of trying to get his title back, and he wants his belt back. He's going like, after the wrong belt. Well, he's he's damaging everybody in the way on his way to get it. Yep. So that's a if you don't get what you want, take down everybody with you on the that's process right. on the on the way to get it. So and I respect that. Like I like Sean Porter. I like a Sean lot. Porter a lot. I like Sean Porter a lot. Very uh, dude. He shouldn't even be in this division because of his size alone. But he looks bigger than everybody. Like he is a he is a pit he's just short. He's, that's his only thing. He's like Gervon, he's like Javante Davis. Like he's just I don't understand how he's. But this is how you come back, tank. TKO. Frank, dude. This is this is how you come back. Uh, TKO, you took out Andre Berto after mm -hmm. losing to Keith Thurman. And you know what? With every step, this man's record gets better and better because it came down It came down to a decision when he fought Keith Thurman. Mm -hmm. Adrian Broner, Eric Boone, Kel Brook, Polly Manaji, Devin Alexander. He knocked out Polly too, yeah. yeah this, this is a resume This, this of is wins. a resume of wins besides, besides the Keith Thurman. But Sean Porter, man... Keith Thurman is talking that talk, and, I'm not, and you know what? I like Keith Thurman. I'm not going to fault him for trying to picking, pursue bigger for, things. Try, for trying to pursue bigger things. Called out Manny Pacquiao. For, going for the 
you know, the unification mm -hmm. bouts, which you, we've always talked about a whole bunch of times, which yeah. we love. I, I thank him for that. Mm -hmm. One time. But there's only so long you're going to hold off Sean Porter, and the noise is only going to get bigger. The outcome is going to be the same if he fights him. You but think so? I think so, I think. Because I, I don't know if Sean Porter can... Every time he, he came forward and, and it started to get ugly, Keith Thurman would catch him and yeah. stop him right in his tracks. That power is not going to change right now. I can, uh, I can see Sean Porter getting in his own way and not being able to close out the fight, mm -hmm. kind of like the, like the first fight. And that, that's exactly what it is. Now... We got, a, we got two more fights to talk about. One last thing that we're going to go into before we get into the end is the... I had this discussion with you on a boxing Mount Rushmore. You hear it with every sport out there, but I want your personal boxing Mount Rushmore. Then we're going to give the squared circle one-on-one one. So... That could take... Now, when we talk about the one for the show, that could be a five-minute conversation that, or that, two hours or an argument, and we not even end the show. And then the show's over. That's right. So, this is... I'll give you mine right now. Rocky, Clubber Lang, Ivan Drago, Apollo Creed. Nah, okay, go ahead, I'm sorry. Junior or, no, that's Adonis Creed. No, um, my personal, and this is, and it's not, this doesn't have to be the best. This doesn't have to be the best. This is what means the most to me in boxing and in my personal Mount Rushmore. For all y'all can't count, that's four. Mike Tyson, he's the first person to ever make me feel some type of anxiety when he was walking to the mm -hmm. ring because you didn't know what to expect. And then it was just always, whether it was... <laughs> this is when we have the same. What, what, whether it was a minute or mm -hmm. whether it was six rounds, it's always I, I that I remember my dad had the fight parties and he and, and him telling people, you better get here on time or this fight's no, going to be over. Dead serious. So And it's like, still to this day, nobody has ever made me feel the way the entrance... And then it's... It's one of those things like Michael Jordan for these younger kids. If you weren't alive when it was happening, you don't know that feeling. It's only so much YouTube or so many person. When it was live, when it was he's just walking like, in the ring and you see the man shaking in front of him, just uh, intimidated, you feel the energy transmit through the air and the transmission of the TV. Yes. That's crazy. All right, now we agree on that one. Keep Muhammad Ali. Okay. Self-explanatory. He's okay. done so much inside the game and outside, outside. the game. He. For what he did for barriers, for whether it was uh, for African Americans, mm -hmm. and what he's done just for the sport of boxing, and just him as a person, he's responsible for so many quotes. He's responsible one the, for one of the best, first just outspoken personalities, one of the most influential people. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. Now, he could sell a, his personality could sell a fight. That's even with partisan problems. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. His personality sell a fight, and then kind of like a Floyd Mayweather, mm -hmm. you paid to see him lose. Yep. You pay to see him lose. Being a native Virginian. Okay. Sweet Pea. Ooh, that's, per a, that's a good one. Nail that's a good Whitaker. one. That's a good one, though. So, just like I said, this doesn't have to be that. This is mine. This is what's near and dear to my heart. Growing up, even if the even if we didn't watch the fight, mm -hmm. you heard the name. Mm -hmm. You heard the name. He was so the I'm first. young. I'm walking around. He was the, Sweet Pea. The and movie I, The Matrix wasn't out then. We have highlights of him on Facebook.com forward slash square circle one one oh one. We'll put some more up on there. Uh, but Sweet Pea, if, if the Ma the Matrix movie was out when he was live, that would have been his nickname. And then so they were um like I've watched it multiple times. There's this YouTube video, like if you type in Pernell Whitaker, he is the one it it's a it's a video they had the music playing in the background, can't touch this. Yeah. He was the original Matrix, just like mm -hmm. you said, where nobody just was dodging punches, hands dodging on his punches side. and moving hands to the side. Yeah. Standing Hands in the corner crazy. and could not hit this 
at all. Did not all. hit this dude. So, Sweet and Pete. I'm I'm sitting here trying to look for it to see if we still had it on the page. It's somewhere on the a, page. No, it is on the page. No, but it was a. But not even that. I put up. Um, I put up a. a an article and it was the uh oh yep i got it nice let me see i posted it on april 19th if you guys are looking for it under boxing history on our page it was a history of the greatest southpaws of all time oh i like that so now we're it's the 12 greatest southpaw and this is marvin johnson joe calzaghi mm -hmm. you got uh uh what's that kale sawa mm -hmm. galaxy um gabrielle lord already got freddie miller we got Lou Tindler. Um, these are a lot of these guys that I don't even know of. These are from they had, they, had Manny, they had Manny Pacquiao at four, mm. Marvin Hagler at two, Ooh. and Sweet P. Pernell Whitaker. They no had a number one. The they had, right they no had Sweet P. Pernell Whitaker at number one. Mm -hmm. So, if anybody's listening who only knows boxing now, and Manny Pacquiao is ranked four, you've heard of the you Hagler Hearns bout of the yeah. first best round of boxing yeah. of all time. Best, most Be best action packed three yeah, rounds ever. Back, so, and then you got Pernell Whitaker at number one. Look him up. Bad. This boy's bad. And then also look up the um, Pernell Whitaker versus Chavez. Chavez senior fight. Look look that up. So you gave me Muhammad Ali. You gave me Mike Tyson. And you gave me Sweet Pea. Who's that fourth face? Oh, I hear the booze bar. already. Floyd Mayweather. Ooh. So. Boo. Floyd. Yeah. No, 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 no. Boo. This I is love, a personal I one. Love, so this no is personal. Answer. I love... Floyd's professionalism. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He is about business and always mm -hmm. has been. And then he fights perfect. As soon as he you figured never, out the game. As soon as he figures it out, he the game. He he can, it's boxer, like he has ESP. He can see it before it happens. He sees it before it happens, and he studied him. He um I was watching this little clip the other day when he was talking about Manny Pacquiao. And he was talking about how he was able to negate Manny Pacquiao because Manny Pacquiao has to set up before he throws his punches. Mm -hmm. And then so he was like, all right. He looked at him. I'm, he's about to set up. Bam. Okay. He to set up. He, he's about to set up again. Took Bam. He hits, he, hits, he hits him again. There is nobody who is able to change the dynamic of the game that quick in a pickup. Most people will sit there. If they figure somebody out, it's four or five rounds down. Floyd is around and he and he doesn't watch. He said he doesn't watch film. So what I loved about that, what I've said before, is that saying no matter what you do, my game plan is going to overshadow yep. what you do. That means and he I, prepared for every fight. He prepared the for same. Every, the same. Every, yes, the same. And so that's what it meant. That's what it means to me. Now there's this is everybody's personal round. These are what these boxers mean to me. Now, we're, now just I don't want to speed through it because we are running out of time here. My four Mount Rushmore. I'm giving you Mike Tyson. I'm going to give you my man Diego Chico Corrales. Yes. Oscar Rest in De peace. Rest Oscar in peace. De La Hoya. And then Timothy Bradley. That's my four Mount Rushmore. So, I love your picks because I love you. And I know and I know where your heart, I know where your heart's at. Diego Corrales because he's Chico. Chico. He's Chico. And he always came to war. Came to he work. He always came to war. He never came quit. to battle. He never even like, if he shouldn't have been in the ring at all. Yeah, he Even near be. the end of his career. I asked you a long time ago, why'd you like Do Oscar De La Hoya? And we brought it up. Yeah. Never duck nobody. Never duck nobody. Never duck nobody at any Even time. if you didn't agree with the decision. And, then, and, he, and he went after the fights that people wanted and then, to see. And it's just like, and it's funny to watch him now in this managerial role because he never ducked nobody, but he's still cradling Canelo. Right. So it's just like, it's funny because like now he's about the money and not like at that time he was 
out for his own to try to his rep was more important yep. than the money. So I really respect it. Tim Bradley, you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to expand on this. Why is Tim Bradley? I mean, it might be a West Coast thing also. Just because I love this dude because when he won his first title and he, I've talked about this before when he faced Junior Werner, he traveled overseas to take that title from him and he trained at the YMCA for that fight. No gym. YMCA <laughs> took the fight on short notice. Went there and took the belt from him. And has just been just relentless. He's just a guy who will outwork you, for sure. And he won't stop. And then his fight with Provodnikov. If that doesn't show you who's got that X factor, I don't know what to tell you. Because there was moments in that fight. I guarantee there's rounds in there he don't even remember knows what happened. Well, I, I watched the interview with him and they said... He said, I've, I've heard urban legends and stories of dudes peeing blood after a fight. He said, after Provodnikov, that was the only time in his life he actually did that. Now... He only has two losses on his record versus Manny Pacquiao both mm -hmm. times. Why doesn't he get the respect he deserves? Sure, I'm going to say it's because like the Sean Porter thing. Style. Just the style. So aggressive, I, come forward. Let's minute, talk about wait, it. You got his record? Yeah, I do. No, how do you, his, how is his style not fan-friendly? And, and I'm not even arguing with you. No, I'm I, just, I, I, say, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying what Why it is. Why doesn't he get the respect Brandon, he deserves? Bam Bam, Brandon Rios, Jesse Vargas. Knocked him out. Uh, Beat Jesse Juan, Vargas. Um, Marquez. Worked him. Uh, Ruslan Provodnikov, who nobody ever likes to fight. Nobody wants nobody, to fight nobody him. Nobody likes at to all. fight him. Devin Alexander worked him. You like why? Why? Why not? Why doesn't he get the respect he deserves? I think everybody is still sour over the Manny Pacquiao, the first Manny Pacquiao fight. Like he, 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 he was getting, win. he was he getting death threats. He didn't win. Not according, not according to the Vegas sports book when the money was listen, cashed out on listen, the bet. Look, I've been you with say? you. I've been side by side with you for this is our forty first episode. Yes. I walked out. When they were reading the score card, before they started reading the score, as soon as the round twelve bell hit, it was eight four. I, I, eight hey, four. I told everybody, "All right, I'll see you guys later." Um, now I'm at the house, and the windows are open, and the door was open, and I'm one foot in my car, and I hear the, the new, new. And, and and I ran in. I ran into the house and there's a whole bunch of Filipinos too. So I, I, I had a whole bunch of my house too when I was watching. <laughs> so that's what I was so happy too because no, hey, that's my I dude. I sat there like, no, he shouldn't have won. He shouldn't have. I walked out because Manny Pacquiao won that fight. So technically well, he has three losses. It's I will just, not hey, say that. You Then how are you going to say that? Um, and of course we're making arguments, period. Um, then you have to say Floyd lost to Castillo. Yeah, I'll say that. Come it's on. the same It's the same thing. No, it's not. You know he lost. Yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> Floyd, not, not Timothy Bradley. But no, Timothy Bradley lost. You know he did. According to that bet ticket, that damn it, he did not lose that fight. And if the Las Vegas sports book is screwing over people, I don't know what we can do in America anymore. How dare you? <laughs> now let's talk about what four deserve it right now. I'll say Floyd Mayweather. I'll give you that one. Because his style has been... You say what? I didn't. I this is gonna be. This is this is gonna be our Mount Rushmore. No more personal opinions. No more personal. Opinions. Who we think deserves this one? This could be a five-minute conversation. This, or we could have our first two-hour show, or we could argue and not be friends anymore. Who knows? I'm gonna I'm gonna put Floyd up there because of style and perfection. Okay. Now this is where it's gonna get tough because we got names like Roy Jones. Okay. You got Joe Calzaki. Okay. You got Rocky Marciano. You got Muhammad Ali. Um. We got one. Can we agree on Mike Tyson also? Yes. Okay. He's on mine. Game game changer. Now I'm not, I'm not gonna say Roy Jones. Okay, I, I'm good. I, I'm not gonna I'm say glad. Roy Jones because I'm record alone. Mm -hmm. Even he had some ugly losses. Mm -hmm. Even though it was towards the telling of his career, but this we've talked about Max Kellerman talking about how 
you know, and there's one point in time where you were arguing who's better, mm -hmm. Floyd Mayweather or Roy Jones Jr. And pound for pound, it was Roy Jones Jr., but Floyd had better names yeah. under his record. And, and I feel like you got to be a game changer, right? So we could probably put Ali on there. But yeah. I feel like if that happens, you might have to put Marciano on there because he seems to be the bar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'll, like, I'll, I'll give you Rocky Marciano. I, like, I'll, I wouldn't have no problem with that if it's a, if it's a Floyd, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, Rocky Marciano. Marciano. Yeah. That's a decent That's one. they won. That's they won. That's Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Every, every time white people bring up Boston, they bring up Rocky Marciano. That's all they got. Yeah. Rocky Marciano. Hey. He beat Joe Lewis' ass. <laughs> he did beat Joe Lewis' ass. <laughs> so, yeah, no. I think that's a good one without getting too much into it because there's so many arguments. Joe Kawasaki is one, but he wasn't a game changer. You know what? Um, so, you, I mean, you you brought this up kind of quick. But like, now if, if Floyd is up there, does Muhammad Ali up there? Because Ali was the game changer that created Floyd. But Floyd's it, perfection it, is insane. This, this is going to be a long argument. Okay, we got, we're going like, to stop right there. I, mean, I want some feedback. I want people to give us a Mount Rushmore. Even if you tell me Joe Ish, the rag man, name a couple Mexican cab drivers and a limo driver for Vegas. I'm fine with that. But let me get... a cab driver. I said limo driver. <laughs> okay. So Wolverine's How do you say around? Uber in Spanish? Uber. 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 El Uber. But... Squats. We got Scott Quigg coming up on this weekend, and the biggest fight nobody's talking about as well, Vladimir Klitschko and Anthony Joshua. We might have different perspectives on who's going to win this fight. This is, I can't believe it's not, I haven't seen no commercials for it at all. Um, AJ versus Dr. Steelhammer. Sounds like a horrible adult flick. But who are you picking? I'm picking Anthony Joshua. Athleticism. Okay. He's, he has the power. Man, go ahead, talk. talk. Anthony Joshua is tailor made. Eddie Hearn has it right. This is the biggest gamble he's doing on Anthony Joshua's career. He is tailor made for Klitschko. Klitschko has more knockouts than he has wins. And you don't reign the heavyweight division for 20 years and not see this fighter before. And Vladimir is he's a smart fighter. They've sparred together. Yeah. He's seen everything Anthony Joshua can do. Anthony Joshua is 18 0. 18 knockouts. He has the power. Mm -hmm. He has the athleticism. Your boy Klitschko's too stiff. He's too stiff. Okay, I like that. I'm I'm, gonna I'm taking that alone. Mm -hmm. Just him being stiff and him being slow jab. I don't. He has the. He couldn't keep. He couldn't keep Tyson Fury off of him. Tyson Fury didn't mind gamed him. That that was a horrible fight. I think we could count the punches thrown, but. And we don't even know if he was off drugs. Probably not. No way. It wouldn't even be fun. Yeah. But Anthony Joshua is going to be a come forward fire looking to land one punch and can easily get out of his game by the matured Dr. Steel Hammer. First of all, if he's 18-0, he beat Eric Molina, Dominique Brazil, uh, Charles Martin, and Dylan White. Those are those are four good names. Yeah. All of them. And those are the last, those are the last four. I'm Let's not just pull up uh, Vladimir Klitschko's... Uh, Box wreck. Now, it's going to be a long list because it's been a long domination. 64 um, and 4, 53 knockouts. 53 knockouts. Tyson this Fury. man has four times more knockouts than Anthony Joshua has ever seen in the ring. So, he went unanimous decision with Brian Jennings, who got TKO'd by <laughs> Luis Ortiz. Mm -hmm. So, 
and he's nowhere, Luis Ortiz is nowhere near the athlete. Now, I know Styles make fights. If Emmanuel Stewart was in his corner, I'd bet the house on Klitschko winning. But because he's not even, I would still bet money on Klitschko winning this fight. I want Anthony Joshua to win. I believe he's, I'd rather see a Deontay Wilder, Anthony, uh, Anthony Joshua fight than Klitschko Wilder. But I think, uh... Klitschko's gonna end on top, bro. Well, we gonna see about it, man. Just, like, we, uh... just like with his girl, he's gonna end on top. I'm saying, but it's just math. It's math. It's math. You know, she's, you she's did so like good on not being inappropriate the whole time. I can't now. No, I can't. I had to fit it in somewhere. Ha! And that's what and she said. That's of course. what she said. Now, the last but not least, so you got Josh Rumpton, Klitschko. We haven't talked about Ward Kovalev. Watch. 2017. We are getting closer. The countdown is coming. Can I get an app developer to develop an app? Just take Santa Claus off the picture and put a picture of Ward Kovalev because Ward is another one who could possibly deserve to be on that Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Um, Ward's my favorite fighter. Said it before. Yeah. Not enough names under. Not enough names, and he's in. He's in. A, he's a weird position. Weird division to where. He cleaned out his division quick with the Super Six tournament. You know what? You know what? Because, you know, he... Chavez Sr. Game changer. Game changer. Game changer. Inspired so, many Mexican fighters. He, If anybody, Ooh. he deserves to be on a Mount Rushmore. Like, Ooh, how do you that. pick four? This is crazy. This might, this might be an ongoing let's thing. Talk, we're going to talk, talk about hey, this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this later. Right. Let's we're talk gonna, about this we're later. Gonna, we're going to talk about this some more. I need some suggestions. I need some feedback. I need someone to talk a little smack and say, you suck. Quit. Quit your day job and just podcast anything at all. Let us know how you're feeling it at Talking Smack 101. He'll hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. Same thing on Instagram. Or follow my man Shooter on, what is it, Snapchat? Snapchat. Uh, you can shoot underscore SC101. And that's for Instagram. That's for Twitter. I'm, I'm everywhere. You ain't never there. You can hit me up on Instagram too. SunnyLMD underscore SC101. You know what we do. We are here to discuss the sweet science. Download the app. Tell your friends and family. The hype voice is back, baby. Sunny Illness Shooter. We'll see you next Thursday. Ha!